my dear colleagues, friends, and relations, by the time you find and play this recording, I shall be long gone. And no doubt, as you attempt to pick up and restore the pieces of your lives, shattered in the wake of my absence, one question throbs in your hearts like the pulse of a killer dance beat. Why? Friends, here is my confession. For many, many years, I have led a double life. The face I have shown to the world, one half of a double face. The other half of my double face has been locked away from all of you, known only to myself. This is a metaphor, of course. You have known me as an attentive father, a somewhat attentive husband, a frankly somewhat inattentive friend, an extremely attentive lover, and an erratically attentive shift manager. But to myself, and to my many victims for whom I exist as a kind of phantom, I have long been known as the world's greatest pickpocket. Yes, buried deep beneath my home, so deep you shall never find it, are the spoils my life of artful crime has yielded me. Cash, cellular phones, old-fashioned pocket watches, receipts and hair scrunchies and arcade tokens, all manner of pocket stuff. Why? Why pursue this life only to stow away its fruits? Because, dear ones, I am first and foremost an artist. Picking pockets is no petty crime for brutes and thugs, but a carefully arranged ballet between fingers, pants, purses, and jackets, a delicate pas de deux between my hands and your credit cards. And thus, this confession to you, it would not be fitting for a Nuriev or a Barishnikov to be unknown, and in the very specific arena of taking things from someone's pockets, I am the equal of these august names. Like all geniuses of my stripe, I remember my first masterpiece. I was taking a crowded bus, pressed up against a smug businessman type in Brooks Brothers' finery. His gold Rolex watch glistened in the afternoon sun. I feigned reading a newspaper as I surveyed him quietly. He was a fortress to be penetrated. When the time was right, I made my move. Yes, I followed him from his stop to his car, where I crushed his head with a brick and took his watch. Then, with the silent grace of a panther, I emptied his pockets, took his keys, put his body in the trunk, and drove his car into the lake. My first triumph, and no one the wiser. There were many such triumphs to follow. Once, I shared an elevator with a prominent banker. I pressed the emergency button, strangled him to death, and then, with the stillness and dexterity of some kind of fantasy creature known for stillness and dexterity, emptied his jacket pockets. Then I crawled through the ducts, uh, set the building on fire, and made my escape. For, you see, a pickpocket is a ghost. He moves unseen. There were many other triumphs, but I shall not relate them now because I just bought this digital recorder and having not read the instructions, I don't know how long I can go on. There is one great challenge that lies before me. Challenge heretofore unattempted by any member of my lawless brotherhood. An act that is, indeed, forbidden by our guild as a kind of blasphemy. Yet I... Like Alexander with one world left to conquer, shall attempt it. Yes, in defiance of mankind and all the gods, I will try to remove something from my own pocket.
strong brick. Now I just need to catch myself off guard. Um, and apparently, figured anything's gonna happen. Hey, asshole! This episode of Within the Hour was conceived, written, and recorded between 2.31 and 3.31 p.m. on April 20th, 2013. Subsequent editing occurred subsequently.